Hello and welcome to another edition of Hindsight is Horrifying, the show where two seemingly normal adults, if there is such a thing, watch <laughs> movies from their childhood and uh, youth and, uh, well, for those who were ever young, and talk <laughs> about all the things that we didn't see when we were kids. Today, I, Jason, and uh, my co-host, Darth. Hello, listeners. We are going to be looking at a movie that Jim Carrey was paid $450 billion to do. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Very Dr. Evil. Yeah. Uh, it is uh, one of the early Jim Carrey movies. Not quite at the beginning. He had already done Ace Ventura. Um, um, I, I believe so. I'll have to look yeah, that up while you're talking. Th this, so is a, this is just before Jim Carrey became a mega super huge star. Of course, I am talking about the period drama set in 18th century Portugal, The Mask. <laughs> Jay, uh, Darth, why don't you tell us a little bit uh, about this movie? Okay, well, to answer your question, it looks like uh, both Ace Ventura and The Mask came out in 1994. So, Oh, really? Um, Same yeah. year? Yeah. Uh, February 4th, 1994 was the Ventura release date, and The Mask was... Like I said, same year. Wow, he he was busy. Oh, yeah, uh, July 28th. So, yeah, The Mask was after Ace Ventura. Good call. <laughs> Truly a glorious year for our civilization. Hey, you know. It will be looked back upon in generations past. In the aliens will um, look back on these forms of entertainment we had and then make those cartoons about us that are yeah. popular on the internet about them right now. Have yeah. you seen those where yeah. the aliens are like, Oh, this small creature is vibrating and making a noise on my lap, and it's a cat purring. <laughs> it's like I feel happiness in my soul right now. It's it's funny, but um, yeah. So getting back to the mask specifically, yes. The basic synopsis is when timid bake clerk, Stan, bank. excuse me, Stanley bank bank clerk. I you said bake clerk. No bank like, what's a clerk. Bake clerk? Uh, you could probably figure it out. Uh, paging Dr. Google. <laughs> Shout out to Katie. Um, when timid bank clerk Stanley Ipkiss, Jim Carrey, discovers a magical mask containing the spirit of the Norse god Loki, his entire life changes. While wearing the mask, Ipkiss becomes a supernatural playboy exuding charm and confidence, which allows him to catch the eye of local nightclub singer Tina Carlisle, Cameron Diaz, a.k.a. Jessica Rabbit. Because, oh my God, yeah, did they play that up yeah, in this movie? She, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Under the Mask's her influence... Her first role, right? This was her, yes, this first, was her, movie, yeah. her first movie. Uh, but unfortunately, Under the Mask's influence, Ipkiss also robs a bank, which angers a junior crime lord, Dorian Tyrell, Peter Green, whose goons get blamed for the heist and yeah. just craziness who, ensues Who the there. whole movie, I thought, looked exactly like the guy from Peaky Blinders. Which one? Uh, Dorian. The 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 mid level guy who ends up oh, wearing yeah, mask. Oh yeah, kind of. I yeah, can I, th see that. I thought he looked like the uh, Peaky Blinders guy. Oh, you're missing the Jessica Rabbit moment right now, Jason. Um, yeah, oh yeah, Cameron Diaz. For everybody uh, wondering what that beeping sound was, I just pressed the wrong button on my watch. Sky Knight is coming for Jason. Yeah, or, well, they already. I was have. trying to put. I was trying to put it on Do Not Disturb, and I hit the thing that makes my phone. You know, the find your... Shut up. How ironic. Uh, while trying to quiet your phone. So anyway, Cameron noise. Diaz's boobs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what you see when she walks into the bank. It's a very... Well, to be fair, also her ass. Okay, yes. Yeah, you I see mean... you see all of her assets. <laughs> yeah. um, so there's that. But she walks in and Stanley has just had this sad sack moment where he's gotten concert tickets for himself and this girl who works with him at the bank. Amy, wait, is that Amy Yazbeck? No, no, Amy, Amy Asbeck's the reporter. The reporter um, uh, but it's just a coworker, and she's like, 
oh, can we get an extra ticket for my girlfriend? She'll be in town. And he's like, oh, they're sold out. There's not any more tickets. And he's just such a sad sack and lets her take her friend. And they, it's very well established that Stanley is just what? a... Cameron, Cameron Diaz is just acting the hell out of this scene. You, you mean... Know, how, how did she not get an Academy Award? <laughs> uh, for tightest red dresses and, and most yeah. slamming bod? I have no yeah. idea. Uh, but yeah, she's and you know, with all the cartoony aspects of this movie, they specifically put her in a like candy apple red dress to make her look like Jessica Rabbit. Because if anybody could do it. Well, it's motivated, though, because she's trying to get uh, uh, she's trying to distract she's Stanley trying to distract him because she's actually casing the bank while yeah. she's there. She's pretending to open a, an account that makes it not, you know, just being overtly sexist. It's motivated. Yeah. She's like a Bond girl. She's being all sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And elusive, but she's <laughs> she's kind of hitting yeah. on Jim Carrey pretty heavily here, where she's like, "Oh, look at this tie! It's like one of those um, inkblot tests." And he actually corrects her. He's like, "It's a Rorschach test." And she goes, "Oh yeah, this one's like give me back my face. <laughs> this one's like a woman riding bareback <laughs> on a horse." And yes. it's just it's so <laughs> obvious. I know it's like, and he's sitting over there drooling in the corner, like, "Yeah, we've got a." We got checking and savings and Well, that comes later in the yeah, in the nightclub yeah. where he turns into the howling wolf. But yeah, she's she's very clearly manipulating uh, Stanley, trying to get trying to case the bank because she's got this very high tech purse with a camera with a in camera it, camera inside, which nobody notices except for you know the viewer. Yeah, it's, it, despite the fact that the lens is like three inches yeah. wide. <laughs> I know it's like it's like you almost expect like a zoom lens to like stick out of the purse at some point. <laughs> That'd be a little too eighties, and this is nineteen ninety four. Actually, I like that tie. It's kind of a cool tie. I don't think Jim I've Carey. seen you wear a tie, so I'm no. I swore off wearing ties. I, I I wore ties every single day in my career, and and I in now, his career as a male prostitute. Yes. Hey, <laughs> the Johns like it. <laughs> Wait, you, know. you were catering to the Johns as well? <laughs> okay. Didn't... Well, I didn't cater for them. They had to get bring their own food. Oh my! <laughs> Jeez, I mean, come on. That go. That's 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 going to hit your bottom line. No, God. Okay, so uh, a great dad joke and prostitute joke all rolled into one. That was great. Um. Oh. Okay. So now we're on to the um... <laughs> look. It's the black guy who gets killed. Uh. Well, it's <laughs> like the one black guy in the movie, and he's the only person who actually dies. Is he though? Uh. No. Because uh, the Dorian... mayor is black. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. But I mean, he's this guy is rocking a very Darius Rucker look. He's got the bald head with the uh, goatee going on. It's very Darius yeah. Rucker. Yeah. Um. And I don't know the actor's name, but yeah, you've got. Uh, I believe is, <laughs> and I love that he has the crime lord's headshot. Well, yeah, because how else are you going to take your cigarette to burn his eyes out of the picture? <laughs> but it's just the fact that the crime lord evidently sat for a headshot for like who's who amongst criminals. Hey, he might be a bigwig in the city back in the nineties. Well, that was perfectly that's true. feasible. Yeah, he, he might be a councilman or somebody really important who just has some shady backdoor dealings. Well, you know, if uh, if Disney ever buys. New Line, if New Line even still exists. I'm not sure that they yeah, do. As I, was, as I said that, it, it might be too late. You know, because the mask is the spirit of... Oh, yeah, I know what you're about to say. Yeah, okay. That's the set from Ghostbusters. Yep, it is. Yeah. Uh, um, well, I was just going to make a quick reference that this could be a prequel to the Marvel movies because the mask was uh, Loki. Loki, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Jim Carrey left the mask on for too long and became a very uh, exsanguinated-looking British man. 
So mm, yeah, there's that. Uh, Tom mean, Hiddleston, I love you. They just put way too much pancake on you. You're too pale. You gotta gotta brighten up a little bit. Yeah. But um, yeah. So Jim Carrey, it's it's very well established that he's the sad sack. And oh yeah, yeah. We cut. He's to, every man. We cut to Dorian, the uh, junior gangster guy who's got big ambitions and wants to take out um, the big crime boss Nico. Yeah. He wants to take over the city and run things his uh, run things himself and uh so you've got that menacing undertone in the background and you find out that Dorian the junior gangster is dating Tina the bombshell who's right. casing the yeah, bank yeah, and yeah, so yeah. it all starts to tie together uh regardless Stanley goes to get his car from the the Ghostbusters he- headquarters which is a mechanic shop in this movie yes and uh they tell him that he's going to need a new transmission it's, it's he's the like, interior just- it's the interior which is because i read this it was the interior was a fire station in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and they used a hook and ladder exterior from Brooklyn. Oh, gotcha. Um, that makes I'm, sense. And look, Jim Carrey's in a Studebaker. I actually like that car. Just just get it fixed, and that, that'd be kind of cool to drive around in. It would be. It's it's a very cartoony-looking car, though. Yeah. Oh, his, yeah. His car is shot, his little Civic, because he takes it in for an oil change, and then they end up ripping him off and telling him he needs a whole new transmission. But uh, so he's forced to show up at the Coco Bongo, this exclusive club in this <laughs> Which, in this busted old hoopty. Do, do they still do that? Are there still places called the Coco Bongo? I think they... there are in South Beach. Nathan Lane performs there on a regular basis, but oh, they're okay. they're drag clubs now. So hey, um, yeah. real quick aside though, because Richard Richard Jenny is uh, is the friend in this, and yeah, he's Ipkiss's best friend. Yeah, and you know, it, I had watching this, it was like it hit me. It was like, oh wait. Richard, yeah, he he killed himself. Yep, he passed away a while back. Yeah, it's like so, put such a, a a sad, you know, like every joke he makes, you know, again, it's like, oh, he's such a funny guy, he must be happy. Uh, those two things don't necessarily, uh, you know, go hand in hand. Cool, way to bring down this really fun movie from my childhood. I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, it's better than Billy Madison. Oh, shut the hell up. This is like, ty- <laughs> this is, this is like, uh, yeah. Uh, Something really good <laughs> compared to Billy Madison. By the I'll, way, you didn't see the art for Billy Madison. No, that I, I didn't. put on the website. I'm afraid to now. With, I'm sure uh, I'll see it. With Darren later. McGavin holding the cross oh, and the God. flames of hell in Why? the background. Uh, he was in the movie. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I might make you change that. Later, I, fa- I found a picture of Kolchak. Oh, look, Cameron Diaz in another tight dress. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, so Stanley tries to get into the club with his friend and he gets literally thrown into the gutter. Oh, and uh, Cameron Diaz excellent is there. Mouth feel. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right past that lewd Bob's Burgers reference that has nothing to do with women, by the way. Uh, yeah, Stanley gets thrown into the gutter and then he has to get into the Studebaker in front of Cameron Diaz and he's all embarrassed and it's just, they keep proving but over and over. she loves it. You see, she's already falling in love with him. She's looking at him like a, like the puppy who lost his way. <laughs> That's Aww. how she's looking at well, him. Well, this movie totally plays to that. Um, you know, th- there's one of the easiest tropes you can use in a movie to make guys... Um, Try? They, well, appreciate <laughs> it, is the uh, whole idea that there's a beautiful woman who's been passed around from handsome man, you know, playboy to playboy and treated like a piece of meat. And you'll just be the one who treats her like a human being and she'll fall in love with you. And you'll Aww. and you'll fall in mutual venereal disease. It'll be great. Yeah, she probably has <laughs> one or two. If that's the case, yeah. yeah. Oh, but the <laughs> ultimate sad sack moment happens when after being thrown in the gutter, after having a terrible day at work. 
being embarrassed in front of his crush, Jim Carrey breaks down on a bridge. Yeah. And then he sees this shape in the water over the side of the bridge, which he mistakes for a man. And he which goes is really down. weird because it's never, there's no explanation. And I, I like that. What do you mean? Well, the mask is just in the water. It's in the water and it's sort of, uh, some debris has sort of clung yeah. to it. And he thinks it's like a floating body. And yeah. he's, uh, he's so sweet. He's like, hey, mister. I know CPR, and he just runs down to go rescue this person in distress. But it just turns which out is to a be line a mess. from Dumb and Dumber. I know CPR. Oh yeah, yeah, that was from, that was from Samsonite. <laughs> I was way off, but <laughs> <laughs> that one took a second. Yeah, we landed on the moon. God. See, I, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Jim Carrey. I don't, dis- <gasps> I, don't dis- I don't dislike him. I don't I, bite he- your tongue. But you know, a little bit of Jim Carrey goes a long way. He is my childhood hero. But th- <laughs> I think that's the thing, though, is that I saw that I, in 1994, I was very single digits. So yeah, seeing somebody as a grown up, and that yeah. that's why Robin Williams broke my heart when he passed away because they were both pretty huge around the same time in the 90s, like with Aladdin and The Mask and Ace Ventura and all the different movies, the zany characters that they would play. And as a kid, you look at that and you're just like, oh, my gosh, I can do that as an adult. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And you just that I've always loved Jim Carrey and Robin Williams for that. They're my two heroes. Like My parents can tell you as far back as they can remember. I've always loved the mask. Yeah. You know, the the weird thing, though, is with Robin Williams, it was sort of the same with my generation because, I mean, you know, the world got introduced to him in Mork and Mindy. Yep. And that was before my time. Uh Um, Wait. Yeah, that started in the 70s i think i need to go back and look that I up no i wasn't born then well i'm trying to remember because i only saw more Mindy in reruns like i never saw it same it was, i saw it yeah. on like nick at night yeah and it, and it yeah. came on even later than the rest of the show so yeah, i honestly didn't watch a lot of Mork and mindy because yeah. it came on after dick van dyke which came on around 10 so i had to be in bed by then see but i am i am very curious about the origin of the mask and not specifically the origin of it but this is this is what i was thinking when i was watching this mm-hmm. jim carrey Gets the mask. As soon as he gets it, things start happening that involve the police and newspapers and all the... the Robberies and crimes. Yeah, yeah, people hear about it. Mm -hmm. So whoever had the mask before, you didn't hear about it. Like there was no... No one had like, oh, yeah, there's this guy out in Seattle who's got a mask on. And he's- well, that's because this is the opposite of Rick and Morty. This this show started three weeks later yeah. after things had already gotten interesting. <laughs> um, okay, mm-hmm. just just some notes. You know, oh. like, why should we begin? Th- I, I say just begin it when it begins, you know? Get out. I share my soul <laughs> with you. I share this project and you're a terrible person. Get out. But, uh, okay, so here's a question that I have that never occurred to me as a kid. Uh, Ipkiss comes home. Or Stanley comes home late, and his landlord is pissed off at him, which yeah, that, I don't understand. It's like my apartment complex landlord could care less when I come and go. It doesn't matter. Yeah, what? It, it's like he's well, okay. He's this is in New York. Like, is it? Is it? No, no, it's in Los Angeles. I'm really not sure. Actually, shit, I, I don't know. No, I think I it is supposed know. to be set in New York. Uh, I think it, it's it a New York. Matter. It's a New Yorky, Batmany looking city. To be yeah. pr- well, because even in the beginning, you see Edge City, and it looks it's kind of got a Batman that's feel true. to it. Yeah, that's true. Because it is a comic. Yeah, because it's a comic book. So yeah, it's it's in. It is completely conceivable that he because in New York, like people will buy um, a single family dwelling 
that is like four stories tall. And then rent out. And rent every okay. floor as a different apartment. Got it. And you might actually have a, the, the owner might literally live in the tiny little apartment at the top yeah. and rent out all the other ones. But this looks like a, t I mean, this is. This actually looks like an apartment complex. Yeah, it looks like, like, like yeah, like like a walk-up apartment. Yeah, a little bit. But we have uh, all of those introductory uh, things that are going to come full circle later. Ben Stein. Be yeah, we see Ben Stein. I think we all wear masks. I love this. Ben Stein. Yep, and he's going to, he's in another movie that we're going to be doing with the illustrious Morgan Rogers, Ferris Bueller's Day yes. Off, whenever my yes. dad finds some time in his very busy schedule. Oh, but, but next time, though, next time is going to be the best episode we've ever done. Uh, can we actually pause the movie? Because I've got a moment to, uh, we can start talking about yes. some stuff that we're going to yes. do. Yes, very important developments. So um, Jason is alluding to the fact that we're making history on this show, listeners, because we have our <gasps> very first male guest. Yes. Yes. Finally. Um, Finally. I said, look. Our guests have been fantastic, but I have noticed that none of them had testicles. Oh, wow. Well, I, I know. Well, and I thought, yeah. you know, let's see what happens. When we introduce if another we introduce pair. introduce another pair of testicles. <laughs> I don't want him to listen to this episode before he comes on. <laughs> no, he won't. That's the thing. Adam, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we, we, we are uh, our, our good friend uh, and... If I may be so bold, a fantastic actor. Oh, absolutely. That's, and, not, and, that's an understatement. And Dorothy is too modest, and she won't she won't say it. But I'm directing uh, both of them in a uh, production of uh, Much Ado About <clears throat> Nothing for Shakespeare in the Park in Alpharetta, which is the show we've been kind of teasing you guys about yes. in the last several episodes. Yes, and it is finally coming to a head next weekend. The weekend of May 11th. Well, unless, and, unless this is a, you're listening to this on a repeat. Well, in which case you missed it, but we're, we're actually going to be good and get these episodes out on time so that we can promote the show. But if you are listening to it on a repeat, it was fantastic. You really missed something. Yeah, Adam and I blew everyone's I mean, it minds. Was, it was you, incredible. You, you, you just, you missed out on... You should drink yourself to death <laughs> because you missed it. It was the Haley's Comet of free shows yes, in the park. yes. But, Fuck you, Hale-Bob. <laughs> oh, God. So, uh, anyway, uh, we actually do have a show coming up starting on, I believe it's Friday, May 10th, right? It's uh, 7.30 in Alpharetta at Wills Park at the Lions Pavilion. So, anybody who's local, I know several of you have gone to visit Variant Brewing. My spies tell me this. So, uh, please get some Variant Crowlers. Hide them in your Yeti <laughs> yeah, containers. Say, yeah. Hide your beer in the Yeti containers. Dad, I hope you're not listening to this episode. I was about to and say, <laughs> does your dad actually listen to these? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I don't think he does. No, he'll listen to his episode yeah. for sure. But um, yeah, so we're performing next Friday and Saturday uh, just to start off with. And we've got a couple more shows after that, which we can announce when we have Adam on the show next week. But yes. he is my co-star. Jason has been directing us very arduously for the last couple of months, and yes, it's all it has been miserable. Yes. Yeah, we've been making his life hell. But uh, we have our co-star, and Jason's actually in the show. He's being a little modest himself because he plays Friar Francis. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually probably should take the time when we're recording this to tell you I'm cutting that. You know that whole big speech he has. Yeah, you might want to do that. Yeah, I'm cutting it because I, I sit on the floor for like ten minutes. It, it's it's really really long. Adam has the advantage of standing up. I yeah, don't. So no, it's it's getting cut 
cool. Yeah. But uh, true, so true dad. especially now that he's cutting all that nonsense, you guys definitely want to come see the show. Yeah, I can it recommend has a minimum it of me in it. It's <laughs> as little of me as I could work out. But yes, uh, my co-star and love interest in the show will be starring on our podcast next Tuesday. And we will be discussing. Jason, do you want to tell them? Because you were so excited about his pick. We we asked him, we said, uh, you know, we, we sort of gave him an idea of what the show was about. And we said, you know, come up with something that's in that spirit. You know, and something. we judged the hell out of what you picked. Oh, yeah. So make made, sure. Yeah, we made sure. <laughs> and I said, you have to understand, I've had I've had people make me watch Clueless. Yeah. Which, you know, look, yes. Guilty. It has Alicia Silverstone in that tight outfit. I was about to say, uh, if nothing yeah, else, yeah. we yeah. pick movies where there's eye candy. Yeah, there okay? was eye candy. But... <laughs> I said, you need to come up with something that is the opposite of Clueless. What is Boy, did he. scientifically, if NASA were tasked with finding the opposite of Clueless, and he did it. Given his background, I'm not surprised. He probably came up with an equation. Yes, we will not. Uh, his background involves many, many secret things of of, of government security. Of government secrecy. <laughs> we, we, we'd have to literally kill the entire audience if we told you. And that's, I would, I don't have time. Then we'd have to start a whole new podcast and it just becomes a whole thing. Yeah, and we'd be known as the people who killed their last audience. And then it's like, you know. Usually killing it's a good thing, but in this case yeah. it wouldn't be. But, but what he did he pick, Jason? The great, epic uh, Death Race 2000. The original Death Race 2000, not the remake. Yes. I asked Meg about that from our Hercules episode to see if she was familiar with that movie. And she said, oh, yeah, Jason Statham's in it. And I was like, nope, nope, that is not what we're talking about. So, yeah, we've got. Although Jason Statham, he could have been in the original. Yeah, he's the proper age. He would have fit in well in the original. I can see it. You know, but... but uh, yeah, so we will have a super special guest star, and he's special for so many reasons, because he's in another show with us, first male guest, all that good stuff. Yeah. And a memory like a steel trap. Seriously. he, he Like spooky. It's intimidating. But uh, yeah, so that's happening next week. We will actually get the episode produced in time. And for all of our Aussie fans out there, for those of you who aren't willing to make the trip overseas to see us, don't you fret, our beloved Aussies, because we will be live streaming our show on them internets so that you can watch us do Shakespeare in the park. Yes. It will be a live performance of uh, Much Do About Nothing, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll, we'll have details. We'll put that up on the website uh, when we when we have the actual the specifics of where you have to go to to find the link. And exactly. All that stuff. Yeah. So we'll make sure you guys have all those details. For those of you who are overseas, we want to make sure that you're included in the fun. So yes, all you Canadians, we we, you know, wait. I, I thought we got rid of them in the last episode. No, that one of previous. That's an inside joke for a friend of mine that uh, we we were at a bachelor party once and <clears throat> we we met these uh, um, these these girls who were not incredibly intelligent. I'm trying to put that. That's very diplomatic. Yeah. They 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 asked us where we were from, and my friend said, oh, we're from overseas. And the other girl said, well, where from overseas? And I said, Canada. <laughs> and you didn't want to tell her America? <laughs> well, and they just said, oh, wow. And I'm like, yes, from way over the ocean. Where we keep the geese. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, that was the bachelor party where we convinced everyone in the bar that the guy getting married had uh, gonorrhea. 
Oh no! It was fantastic. Oh, you're a horrible. Oh, it was being. awesome. That's it hilarious. was literally, literally, we're down talking to all the girls and went into the table, and we 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 told them, well, it's his bachelor party, but he's actually here because there's a doctor who's very, very good at treating. And I said, <laughs> what is the disease? And I I looked at my friends. What is the disease? It's like applause. No, it's not applause. And she went the clap. And I went, yes, that's it, the clap. He's got the clap. <laughs> If you're happy and you know it, <laughs> never mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the mask after that lovely promo, uh, <laughs> it's just, it's the variant beer. It makes Jason so happy guys. And oh, okay. we haven't let's, switched flavors. We're let's, still on. Let's the... watch two hours of Jim Carrey doing his thing. Uh, yeah, but I know we're still drinking the same flavor. So you can make fun of us for that. I've got my illustrious raspberry lemon goza and Jason is drinking his. Yeah, I know. I, I, it's like, oh, it's summertime. Let me switch to the winter beer. Yeah, dark alchemy. <laughs> yeah. So That's um, how contrary I am. Oh, that's another thing we'll be judging Adam on and announcing on the show for you guys uh, to see which crowler he selects from Barry Brewing. Yeah, yeah. Um, all your selections mean so much on this show. You guys don't even understand. But yeah, so we, we actually missed a bit of pr- a trivia when... The thing about Jim Carrey in this movie was that he's got these big prosthetic teeth, which are very, very obvious. And the whole thing about those teeth was that they were originally just supposed to be used in scenes where he was silent. But Jim actually taught himself to speak around these gigantic... Yes, we're on a first 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 name name basis basis with Adam Sandler, too. We've talked about this. He taught himself how to speak around those prosthetic teeth. And that gave... Well, no, he knew how to speak before. Around prosthetic teeth? Oh, I see what you're Giant saying. Giant ones. I see what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, it, and he has that iconic line. And I just love how they dress him in this movie, quite frankly. The, He's the running around Zutu in Zutu. Zutu. Riot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a thing, for those of you who don't know, around this time. The Zoot Suit Riots that, were an actual thing. Yeah, that was actually a thing. I saw, um, God, who did I see? Uh, I saw like three Zoot Suit bands. Um, and I can't remember a single name. <laughs> I'm just going to let you dangle. Holy crap. You know, them bands from the 90s. Yes. Zoots. Zoot suiting well, sort of came back in the 90s for a minute. Um, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. They were ska. Yeah, that was, that was no, not the same thing at all. Great. That's from I gotta, Clueless. Hang on. I got to look it up. Well, you don't can look on. it up. Yeah. Well, that's how Lou Bega made an appearance. I don't know that he really did zoot suits, but he did kind of the mambo number five. So th- there was all that kind of music going on. The swingy kind of music. But... Yeah, so Jim Carrey puts on the mask for the first time, and they actually cherry say, popping daddies. Yes, the cherry popping daddies. That yeah, okay. I was gonna let you dangle, but damn, you know, paging Doctor <laughs> Google. Yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, so he's got a busy night in this first night of wearing the mask. He destroys the apartment building with a sledgehammer, chasing after an animated clock. Um, scares like the like you do, like you do. Uh, living in a cave, like you do. Uh, he falls out of like a four-story window. That oh, is a very dirty joke, right no, it's there. No, it's incredibly that is the dirtiest joke. This is one of the other things he does. Is he basically like completely befuddles this gang that's trying to mess with him, and then he turns into a circus barker and pulls a condom out of his pocket, a used condom uh, out of his wet, pocket. Yeah, a wet condom. Um, yeah. And apparently, that wasn't written. Jim Carrey improvised that. That was all him. <laughs> Why are you rolling your no, eyes at me? No, just is it really that he surprising? Improvised the white condom. He he did it himself. Apparently, well, he's not the first person to improvise one of those. Oh my! <laughs> Moving right. Well, past to be fair, that. actually, I guess typically that is sort of planned. 
No, but like, you start to see this. He's got that cartoony aspect from the beginning where he's chasing the clock, but you really see it when he's the circus barker. Yeah. Because he starts to make balloon animals for the gang members that are chasing him down a dark alleyway. And I like how he makes the first one. He's like, it's a French poodle. Now get out of here, kid. You bother me. <laughs> like It's just so w. random. Field. Yeah, great WC Field reference. Yeah. Yep. So I have a question. Oh, yes? Okay. So the mask, as it is established... You know, subsequently, mm-hmm. you know, it embodies the spirit of Loki, blah, blah, blah. And every Acme cartoon that's ever happened. Yeah. But what it really does is because the bad guy, obviously, it does something different for the bad guy whenever he puts it on. Well, they kind of hint about that when Ben Stein is on because Ben Stein is this psychologist who uh, sort of insists that everyone wears a mask, metaphorically speaking. Right. And uh, so everybody has their own identity that they put forth toward the world. So your mask allows your subconscious desires to really come out and you to live life to your fullest, depending on, you know, what's the strongest in your subconscious. Like the criminal guy obviously has really, you know, dark twisted. Well, see, and that's my question though, because I was, I was, I was, how does the mask determine what to like emphasize about your personality? Well, no, I was seriously thinking about this. Okay. If you found the mask, and you put it on. What would you be like? What would you be like? And oh I was, God. I was trying to think, like, okay, seriously, what? And I, there's a part of me that thinks it would be, I would put the mask on and I would like fly around the room and do the whole thing and then go smoke in and then just take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> so it would really just emphasize your old man tendencies. <laughs> just be like, uh, I would, I would. No, look, I'm ignoring a phone call. Guys, <laughs> listeners, let's just clear something up right now. Um, I don't make fun of Jason's actual. Like that's age. not an old thing. I was like, I've been like that my whole life. I, yeah, no, you're just an old codger at heart. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's you. it just it makes sense now. Yep, it sure does. Yeah, I'm going to go avoid some social situations. <laughs> I'm going to be overpoweredly in- introverted. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm going to be the most introverted being I could. But now, see, what I... would you be? What oh, would happen? God. I have no idea. It's kind of scary, isn't it? Uh, probably, yeah. yeah. And if I really get down to the bedrock of it, it just... I don't know. I mean, I'd let's probably... be honest. Every guy who put it on would just be shagging every woman. I mean, probably. let's. You know, I mean, it's a very Bach and Isle situation. I, I, but, I yeah. mean, it's like, oh, it's a mask that lets you accomplish whatever's your deep seated desire. So you'd be killing people you don't like and having sex. A you'd lot. be a gazorp. Yeah, yeah, you would be a gazorp. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so in, in that case, then I'd probably be one of the Amazon female gazorpians. Um, yes. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm just telling you how I feel. What do they, what do they always say? The great passive aggression. <laughs> what, what do they say? Like they're greeting? Like... Oh, I'm here if you need to talk. <laughs> yeah. And your base ends at your neck, making you look like a party clown. So that would probably be me. Perfectly. in zone three is it, still alive. Plan, plan your, your route, route accordingly. accordingly. We're not trying to tell you what to do. Yeah. We're just trying to tell you how we feel. But... Yes, let's save your Earth from destruction from this male Gazorpian. But first, mojitos, <laughs> which is just... Uh, I love that their war was called the Great Passive Aggression. I know. It's, just, it's and, so and, accurate. And the worst crime you can commit is having bad bangs. Uh, it's the second worst crime you can commit. Oh, that commit was the second worst? Admitting the noise that does oh, not the exist. Noise that, yeah. <laughs> that we do not make because it does not exist. But yeah, so, I'd probably turn into that lady from... Uh, I'd be that Amazonian gazorpian. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just know I probably wouldn't like it, whatever I turned into. I'd probably go, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. 
You, I think all of us would be surprised, honestly. Listeners, tweet at us what you think yeah. the mask would turn you into. Yeah. At Darth underscore Jader underscore. Well, you could also tweet to our show. That too, but I mean... <laughs> we, have, we do have one. Uh, yeah, it's at <laughs> Hindsight Horror and Jason's at North Foggy, if you like. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, the last thing, yeah, the last thing that happens... Because uh, he does have a big night. He destroys his apartment building with his first night at the mask. He... he unravels this band of gangs and then he uh sodomizes a pair of mechanics with a pair of mufflers sodomize is such a strong word only in the strictest legal definition (laughs) (laughs) but you know in the comic book he did the same thing but killed them oh my (laughs) yeah because that's the whole thing in the comic book he he's he's basically a villain yeah, he's like Mister Big Head well, in the comic book. Kind of, yeah. They um they even say that in this article that I've got in front of me because originally he had kind of a Brendan Frasery kind of effect, like with the Mummy, because the Mummy was originally supposed to be. Hey, it's Captain America. Ew, no, no he's not I, nearly I, I, as good looking as Chris Evans. Chris Evans, don't listen. But um, yeah, Jim Carrey. I had loved a, you in not another teen movie. Oh my, his greatest movie. Why hate you? <laughs> but uh, Jim Carrey had a very lightning he lightened up the effect of this movie because it was originally supposed to be a lot darker than it is. But Jim Carrey's so funny that he just lightened up the material. And to that end, they actually saved a lot of money on special effects with Jim Carrey because he's so talented at, you know, being zany and moving around in unnatural ways that they didn't have to do as many touch-ups. What? You don't know fire Marshall bill. No, I've heard this before, but why Matt TV? Oh, wait, no. In living color. I was like... I can never remember. They're the same. They're one and the same. Whatever. They're both canceled. In Living Color, where Jim Carrey first kind of started out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was his whole thing. Well, in fact, he... Well, he was a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Because that's where the... I vaguely remember That's where the yellow suit comes from that he wears. Oh, my God. I forget. Okay, this is coming back to me Yeah, it's based on a suit that his mom made for him when he to wear in his stand-up see i don't think i ever actually saw these things i think i've seen clips from when he's done interviews where they've yeah. talked to him about in living color because i don't he's, remember this directly yeah i mean the dude's been around you know no um, he's been around for almost 40 years I, real quick though i want to talk about Artie because the the thing you know when you watch these movies and you haven't seen them in a long time mm-hmm. you're inevitably going to be surprised well yeah you know um like I watched Beverly Hills Cop the other day and it blew me away that one of the bad guys in Beverly Hills Cop is uh the old dude from Better Call Saul. Uh, uh yeah, who also plays Ben Wyatt's dad on Parks and Recreation. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But um Peter Rigert or Rigert. I don't know how it's I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's either it's one or the other. He plays the cop, the lieutenant yes. in this movie. And I'm the whole time I'm watching this, I'm just thinking, I know this guy from somewhere. I know him from somewhere. It's Artie from Kimmy Schmidt. And also Boone from Animal House. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but more recently, yeah, yes, but, he's yeah, Artie yeah. from Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, but there's your pretty reporter lady. Yeah, Amy Yaz. I love Amy Yazbeck. She she was great. She was great in uh, Robin Hood, Men in Ties. I mean, mm-hmm. she's, she's... My chastity belt. <laughs> well, she's super talented on stage. I mean, she has a hell of a stage career. You know, I like mean, B. Arthur level or bigger. <laughs> I know it's hard to tell. That's, I'm, I'm, they they give her a terrible dad joke, though, which is kind of it's kind of in keeping because uh, when she comes into the bank to talk to Stanley because she ties him to the mechanics 
and not literally. Well, you don't know what they were doing off screen, but uh, <laughs> who, Mr. Drysdale? Who, Mr. Drysdale? <laughs> we're never, we're never going to stop doing that, are we? Um, Amy Yazbek is tying someone to the mechanics. Florida. <laughs> Florida yeah, we've been doing that at rehearsal too much too. Like, yeah. Oh God. Anyway, uh, so she ties <laughs> only him to- implied consent, Batman. Hey, you don't get it. You weren't there. <laughs> but you can imagine. You can imagine if you we're were, right? We're serious journalists. Yes, big time. Um, but yeah, so she does tie Stanley to the mechanic shop. And uh, he recognized her and he's like, oh, Peggy? A vast Peggy? Because she was like sort of a Dear Abby figure in the newspaper. He's like, I wrote to you, Stanley Ipkiss. Nice guys finished last. And they connect for a minute. And she says... Uh, Oh, yeah, because he's like, yeah, nobody wants a nice guy. And she goes, sure they do. Most women think that monogamy is some sort of wood. It's <laughs> 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 so bad. These were jokes that, that they made back then, and, and we laughed. They manufactured we, them we, on purpose. Yeah, we, and beca- well, because they were told, in this case, by a pretty lady. Yeah. You would have yeah. laughed at that as she had said it in a bar. <laughs> Amy Esfick, you're so funny. I'm getting you another drink while I laugh yes. at this terrible joke. I hope you're coming home with me later. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, Are you oh. finished with that one? Hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> Down it. Oh, try and keep up. Do you have any other jokes? <laughs> Why are wait, why are they British all of a I'm sudden? I'm not sure. You're the one who got British. <laughs> well, I that's think- like I realized today because I was I was talking to uh, my wife and and like you do, yeah. And, and I said <laughs> I said something about uh, um, a British lady, and I realized I have you're all like these- a British lady in a garden, and your plants agree. Shut up. <laughs> Shut the <laughs> up. <laughs> Sorry. <go ahead. laughs> I'm like a red face. <laughs> I know. Now it's in my head. I want to take your stupid face and shove it. I don't mind though because anytime a Bob's Burger song gets in my a Bob Burger song gets that's stuck his, in my head. That's his name. It's Bob Burgers. Bob Burger. Teddy. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you get some T-shirts. Put Bob Burger on them. <laughs> Why haven't you done that before, Bobby? You should get some marketing. Don't feed a guy a sponge. <laughs> I could do this all time. I ate that earlier. <laughs> I could literally just make Bob's Burgers references all day for a whole show. That could be. It's, we could just do an episode. Yeah, where we just say Bob's Burgers. Yeah, things there's for, there's yeah. a John Mulaney reference about that where he kind of wishes that iced tea would. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Water tea. I care oh, that's now. Rick and Morty. But uh, John Mulaney said there was an episode where of SVU where. Ice-T did not understand what a pedophile is, despite the fact that he works in the special victims unit. And he's and he's just naming off uh, different examples of like, oh, so this guy likes little girls with pigtails. Oh, like those people who can't stop gambling at casinos. And John Mulaney's like, I could literally watch 45 minutes yeah. of Ice-T Ice do that. T- and then executive producer. Yeah. Did both. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we could do a, a whole wolf joint. Oh my god, yeah, we could do that for sure with Bob's Burgers references. It, there's nine years of material to work with. No, so. but what I realize is I have many British men voices that I can do, but I seem to have basically one British woman voice, and it's very limiting. I think I'm going to actually see if I can get a handicap sticker for my car <laughs> because because I was trying to do Kate Middleton, and who wasn't. Um, I was trying to do Kate Middleton earlier today, and it came out, you know, just, I'm Kate Middleton. Mr. Drysdale. 
<laughs> That's what it sounds like. Hey, hello, I'm Kate Middleton. Oh, God. See, I actually did this um, this semi-prank at a party once where I was in the middle of an Aaron Kraskall impression. He's this guy on Vine and Twitter, and he's a big deal on the internet. But he has this bit where he'll go up to ladies in department stores who are looking at something or, you know, looking at a dress. And <laughs> he'll walk on. up and he'll say, Psst, there's a good pair of shoes over there. What will go good without dress? See you later. And then he just walks away from them. <laughs> and I was in the middle of that sentence and this kid come, like rushes up to me at this party. And he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're from London. And I was like sitting there for a second just waiting oh, to see where to this lie. was going you oh, have, oh yeah, no it, it went on and he's like oh my god see i'm from england i know i don't sound like i'm from england but my whole family is and i'm so excited to meet somebody from my home country that's he's like i haven't had an accent because we moved when i was so young and like it's so nice to meet somebody from, oh, and, oh, great to meet you no i switched <laughs> well because i have more than one british lady yeah, <laughs> well aaron craskell's a guy but i i just was putting on his accent and i was like Oh, well, I've actually got something to confess. I'm from Surrey. And he was like, oh, that's okay. I don't care where you're from. It's just nice to meet somebody. And I was like, dude, I am messing with you so hard right now. I felt so terrible I would have kept that going forever. No, my friends I, were I, starting to laugh at me, and I just, I was falling apart. So it just, it was a mess. Oh, yeah, I'm from, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm you know, upper class. Start twit. talking like Eddie Izzard and then move on. It's much more, you can't get into the mysticism of it can you it's just like, la, 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 la. <laughs> all right so the mass Saul's replaying it's very <laughs> instead of a circus bob oh now hootie and the blowfish are about to <laughs> oh <laughs> they're about to rob a bank we said he's got the very darius rucker look look the last thing that they did was a burger king commercial do you realize that? That was, oh, that was no. the last time the world saw Hootie oh. was in a Burger King commercial. No, they see him all the time. He's Darius Rucker now because yeah. he doesn't oh, like to okay. be called Hootie, but he still tours and he does Hootie and the Blowfish no, music. No, screw you, man. Come on, you're Hootie. Yeah. You will always be Hootie. No, that's why he does. Is, <laughs> hell, he sang No Diggity at the last concert I saw him in, so he, he's gone off the rails. Uh, Hootie, you're awesome. And we will always call you yes, Hootie. Yes, Hootie is awesome. But uh, yeah, so we're on Jim Carrey's second night as the mask where- he, at first, he tries to get rid of the mask. He throws it out of his window, thinking that it's just, he doesn't want to mess with it. Right. And it mysteriously spins back into his home like a boomerang. Did, were you Aussies responsible for that? I think you were. So. No, the Norwegians invented the boomerang. Yeah, but when you think boomerang, you think Australia. They stole it from us. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, he's got another voice. No, I've got, lots of British British I've got lots of voices, British just, voice. and my British ladies' voices are very limited. Well, technically, you, when you, I'm the Queen of England. <laughs> well, whenever you imitate Bob, he, he's like a British lady in his garden. Yeah, that's true, and his plants agree. But uh, what you want with your jugfish? God, halibut. <laughs> anyway, so Jim Carrey finally kind of embraces the mask on the second night, and he because he has a dream about Cameron Diaz and being rich and having a nice car. So like everyone did back in the 90s. Uh, sort of, yeah. yeah. But um so his solution to this is uh he turns out his pockets, there're moths flying out of them and he's like, "Oh, well, I guess I need some money to go to the Coco Bongo club." So he robs a bank. And the way he busts out of the bank Tasmanian devil style <laughs> yeah, in that little twister, yeah. he kills Hootie. Yeah. He uh mortally injures Hootie from the Hootie and the Blowfish uh bank robbing gang and uh, then he goes to a nightclub, like you do, and Cameron Diaz sings with the soulful uh, voice of another woman. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't get me wrong; she looks fantastic, and she's good. Well, she they moves did that. Well. I mean, that was 
I actually, um, one of my all-time favorite movies is um, it, it, it probably Death Race Two Thousand. Oh my god, that movie's so <laughs> awesome! So awesome. I haven't watched it. Yet. I'm kind of scared. No, I'm, I'm it, really excited too. Yeah, at the same it, time. you have to you have to watch it with your significant other. Oh, I do. I'm sure. He'll Are enjoy you kidding it. me? A car man? Because I mean, he's he's a oh because oh okay. he's a petrol head. He well one. I'm sure he's seen it's the most British thing you're going to say all yeah. day. I, I'm sure he has seen Death Race 2000. He has not. I ran it past him last night. Are you kidding me? No, he wasn't familiar with it. Well, he, well, he grew up overseas. Remember, he lived in like Uzbekistan and well, uh, lived in Malaysia and okay, such. Yeah, so he did, yeah. he hasn't he didn't grow up with the same kind of movies that we did. But, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, so I No, no, but what I was going to say the greatest movie, one of my all-time favorite movies is uh Dark City. Okay. Which is a movie that admittedly very few people have seen, I think. Mm-hmm. Um it came out in 96, I saw it in the theater. It's it's just a phenomenal movie. But one of the interesting things about that is that Jennifer Connelly plays a lounge singer in that movie. And in the original movie that was in the theaters mm-hmm. in the original DVD that was released. Her song was sung by a British singer named Anita Kelsey. Okay. Who I actually, in like the early dark days of the internet. Oh, goodness. <laughs> no, I actually, uh, I was looking something up about the movie and I emailed her and I, and we, we traded CDs and I actually have Anita Kelsey's like demo CD. God, you have all the coolest toys. And, and yeah. listeners, for those of you who don't know, we're going to do The Birdcage eventually because that movie is just it's, yeah, it's pure great, magic. Yeah, it's a great movie. Fussy, fussy, fussy. It's, but yeah. uh, Jason actually has the portrait, the, the portrait, portrait of Gene Hackman yeah, from The Birdcage. I, <laughs> I, like, I get this very Bruce Wayne vibe off of you from all the toys that you've collected. Like, well, I want Japanese. Uh, what? How do you know? Because I bought it in Japan. Oh my god! <laughs> but I get this sort of Bruce Wayne vibe off of you. I want to see your house and see all the eclectic things that you've collected over the years. Well, well oh, but there's a swing band moment for you there. They get a they get full zoot suit up in the club because we talked through Cameron Diaz's number, which I'm surprised you weren't just ogling the screen. Well, it, it's yeah, basically if I don't if I turn my head and look at the screen, I'm never gonna look away. But yeah, this is an iconic scene, and there's actually I need to put a link to this video on YouTube because at Waffles. I think it, <laughs> Jason's getting dumber as we speak because of Cameron Diaz in this nighty dress that she's rocking and Jim Carrey in his big yellow zoot suit. But they go up and do this big swing number, and there was a couple at I think it was Comic Con several years back who did this entire scene together, like they were in some big hall and they cleared a big circle in is the crowd. Really, is that them? Is it that can't be Jim Carrey and Cameron Diaz doing that? I think it's I think That's it's a mixture it's a mixture of both because some of the dance moves are way too intense. Yeah, like, I mean yeah. there's just no way. In some the one where he spins her around as he's spinning her around him, yeah. you can clearly tell that it's a, a double. Yeah, it's gotta for her. be, yeah. Because I mean um, that would be, you know, Cameron Diaz, you know, who died in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, you know? no, that, <laughs> yeah. Like he holds he kisses her and her shoes literally. Here, fly suck off. on this. Yeah. Hey Hootie, while you're dying, have a last cigarette. But he literally says, Suck on this. I'm like, those are the last words that man heard. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> he you says know? it in a gentle way. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> your boss telling you to suck on this. <sighs> yeah, because in what context has anybody ever used that for? Because no one, the, no the, one in history. The only thing that would even come close is cigars, and that's puff. That's not yeah. Suck. That's weird. <laughs> 
I think he was just trying to sound street. It just it. But um, Peter Green, the guy who plays Dorian, who said "suck on this," uh, he used to do a lot of uh, porn. So maybe that's really? what. Yeah, he's got some dirty movies out I there. <laughs> I, okay, I, well, there I you googled go. him earlier, and apparently he's got kind of a Tommy Lee sort of a history. So but... that's a nod to his uh, to his past. Exactly, that um, and that's <laughs> that's how you get the girl, guys. Be a sleazy douchebag club owner, and uh, you'll get somebody like Cameron Diaz. Although you know, of any of the men in this movie, her real life husband is. Definitely. Who, who is her? I, I can't remember his name, but he looks very. He looks like he belongs in the Limp Biscuit band. So, uh, yeah, kind oh. of. And like back in the day, I mean, <laughs> wait, 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 hang on a second. What? How did you phrase it? The Limp Biscuit band. The Limp band. Biscuit band. <laughs> yes. Is that like a bluegrass? They're thing? a band. <laughs> <laughs> they hey, they play side banjo. Okay, that's what it is. They play Ladies it on the weekends. Well, that's like in the. They did it uh, all for the bluegrass. In the uh, in the the Twin Peaks revival that came out last year, the and and I think the 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 actor just messed this up, but there mm-hmm. is at the end of every episode they go back to they cut back to the uh, the Bang Bang Club, the Roadhouse, and uh-huh. and David Lynch picked like the best musicians that are around to do a song at the end of pretty much every episode. Okay. Um. Arvor Simone and and just all these great, but Limp Biscuits on or not Limp Biscuits, um, Nine Inch Nails, and the guy and the guy two very different. No, bands. the guy the guy introduces them as the Nine Inch Nails, Aww. and it's great because in the credits they're actually credited as the Nine Inch Nails <laughs> in the credit, <laughs> but it, the the is in quotes. <laughs> well, at least somebody knew what they were doing. Oh, but this moment. Okay, so now yeah, this, this is this is where yeah, things kind is, of collide because Jim Carrey, the mask, uh, robs the bank. He gets Hootie killed, and Dorian, the club guy, is really upset about it. Cameron Diaz's boyfriend. But so now they're trying to kill the mask, and they can't because he keeps dodging bullets and stuff. And he's got this iconic line where he pretends that they shot him. Yeah, and he's just like coughing and well, he's dying. doing every he's like, death scene yeah, every death every scene movie, like yeah. t- well he's combining a bunch of different movies he's like tell annie i'm to let old yeller out <laughs> tell tiny tim i won't be coming home this christmas tell scarlet i do give a damn well, like well, it's it's well, fantastic what i love my favorite part of this though is when it goes to the academy awards thing when dorian and he misquotes start- um well yeah he, yeah jo- uh, not jenny foster um sally sally, sally field, field. That um, hot Sally Field ass. <laughs> shut up! I'm not. I'm not any happier about this than you are. She was cute in that movie. No, and they actually she dated very, in real life. She was very cute in that movie. No, they dated in real life, and Bert like yeah. describes her as the one who got away. Yes. Like it's just I. I don't. Oh, under- she was. She was adorable. And get in your Smoking shit together, Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, because no Sally, Mac- Sally Field's been funny beautiful. in 15 damn years. Yeah. Um, no, my favorite part though is when they're doing the awards thing and Dorian like straightens his tie because he's on tv <gasps> i've never noticed that <laughs> yeah it's great he like he looks at the camera and like straightens his tie and like <laughs> well because like everything that happens around the mask is like real in right. the moment yeah exactly so yeah, i yeah, think that's yeah. what they went that was kind of the director's choice it's like okay if you're already yep already showed up Artie boone slash uh lieutenant kellaway which is his name in this show but it's just it's fantastic. It, he just does all these impressions and then bounces away like a little maniac. And I wish the Mandarin collar would come back. I like that shirt. You know, with that with the the, the straight collar. No, like I that. see. It, it's yeah. a, it's a little Amish looking, but okay. it, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of John Lennon ish, but I like it. I wish it would come back. See, you guys, Jason's just really wishing for clothes that will help him 
dissolve into the background so that he can be introverted in public. The gray man. Exactly. Yes. There you go. Or the thing from Scream, the painting. Um, what? The screaming painting. Oh, oh! you said from Scream. I thought you meant the movie no. Scream. No. Uh, but, you know, oh, there's okay. a Rick and Morty version of that painting, and it's awesome. Oh, Christ. Yeah, it's really awesome. Um, but we see an important moment because uh, Jim Carrey's tie gets shot off when he's bouncing around the club and they're shooting at him. And it morphs back into his very loud pajamas, which uh, Lieutenant Kelway, when he first uh, meets Jim Carrey, he's like, oh, yeah, your neighbors got robbed or whatever. And he's like, that's impossible. He goes, those pajamas are impossible. Ipkiss, are you serious? Like, And so he notices the pattern that gets left behind. And so now that leads him back to Stanley the next day, who has a closet full of stolen bank money. <laughs> and. You know, and a dog that will just not quit with that frisbee, Milo. Well, well, you know, and it's funny because as a dog owner, and I'm sure you you probably felt the same way. Whenever he goes into his apartment earlier in the movie, and he's like, "I'm really tired," and the dog's like, "You're home. here, frisbee," and he's like, "You want me to throw the frisbee?" Like, I totally know that feeling oh. <laughs> when you come home and your dog's like, "Throw this." My day just started, and you're yeah, like, "Mine yeah, exactly. is trying to wind down." Yeah. I'm at work now because you're home. But see, that's a sign of respect in dogs, actually, that all that fuss and oh, circumstance yeah. they give because you're the leader of their pack. So oh, yeah. They're freaking out like, the, lot of, the leader is here. Yay! Dogs are so awesome. They are. If you don't like dogs. Get out of here. Yes. No, and, and, no apologies Yeah, necessary. no apologies. You know, we joke about Canada. And our, well, no, we don't joke about it. We joke about every other every, country. If you don't like dogs, turn this off, go away, and shoot yourself. Oh yeah. So um yeah, and just the fact, and his dog kind of exists to shoot him in the foot for the most part of this yeah, movie. Yeah. Uh, and you get one of those introductory like little details that you think don't matter in the beginning, where uh, Milo, this little spring-loaded Jack Russell Terrier, yeah, who can jump about five feet in the air, uh, he jumps straight into Jim Carrey's arms, and he's like, now. You know that's against the doggy prime directive. You're <laughs> yeah. not supposed to jump, like or something like that. Jack Russells are nuts, man. They are. They are. They're because I mean that's like uh, Eddie on Frasier. Uh huh. You know he he. I don't is, know how they got Eddie to be so stoic. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know how they did yeah. it. They must have had him on tranks half the time. You know, by the way, uh, Frasier, mm -hmm. it's coming back. <gasps> Yeah, you wouldn't lie to me, would you? No, no. I saw that and I was like, "Holy crap!" Oh. Kelsey Grammer is going to be back on TV. Oh my god, Kelsey Grammer! I don't want to live in this world because in a perfect world, there would never not be a Kelsey Grammer show. No, he had to be sideshow Bob for so many. Wait, years. wait, okay. So I just want to interrupt, interrupt where we are, because we're now in a sequence that is is strange. I think the Cuban dance number. The Cuban Pete. Is that what it's called? Uh, it's my name is Cuban Pete. Oh, I'm the okay, king of okay. the rumba beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's just this random bit. Yeah, because we've got to. It's gotta really get the, long. It is. Um, because, it, well, you start at this. Uh, it's even called Landfill Park. And it's like a little toxic waste dump of a park. And that's why the lights are so pretty at sunset, apparently. Yeah, because he says, <laughs> he the says sunset. that line about the methane yeah, catching the, the, gas. the rays of the sun. Exactly. Um, so he and Cameron Diaz have a nice romantic moment, but then get busted by Lieutenant Kellaway. And in order to escape, the mask basically becomes a mariachi-like looking dancer slash singer and sort of somehow inexplicably enchants all of the police force into dancing and some prostitutes. Uh, yep, some prostitutes. Can't today's word is hooker. <laughs> oh wait, that was lethal weapon. Yeah. Just kidding. 
Uh, but yeah, so he does this. And a nun. Yeah. Amish lady? A Mennonite? I don't, I don't know. actually um, know. He kisses this random lady in the street and Boone slash Kellaway is chasing the mask because they know that he's kind of linked to all of these crazy things like the bank robbery and whatever else has been going on. So Stanley's officially in trouble in real life because of the things that have happened or the things that he's done while he's been the mask. Right. So we're kind of getting toward uh, the crux of the movie where, oh, there's Peggy. Yeah, she this, just, is, this is act three. There's going to be, you know, the, the sudden reversal, which will be Peggy, um, Amy Asbeck betraying him to the bad guys. Yeah, uh, which you, you don't really see coming, honestly. They did a good job with that because... She's sort of like his little potential love interest. I did see it coming. Did you? And I'll tell you why. Because uh, I was thinking like, okay, she's being all sweet and romantic to him. But you know he's ending up with Cameron Diaz. So it can't be that he's going to break her heart. It's got to be that she doesn't really love him. Okay, fair enough. She's got to be faking it. And, you know, of course, she says, I've been vamping here for 20 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, in the fact that she shows up out of the clear blue sky, which, I mean, I guess you could write off as the fact that she's a reporter and she's tailing Stanley or whatever. Well, there was a scene. There was a scene where, like, the other reporter said, oh, you know, they've got your friend at the park downtown. Oh, that's right. She's like, oh, Stanley. And then she wrote, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, without sound, I amazingly get lost in these films. But yeah, wow, um, in a Jim Carrey movie. Hey, <laughs> hey, but yeah, he's just um, she's sort of vamping with the same little routine that pretty much every woman seems to play on him. Like, oh, Stanley, you're such a nice guy. Like, I wish I could be with a guy like you. And then he just gets screwed over. Right, yeah, <laughs> poor Stanley. Yeah, it's like, I sure do wish I could be with a guy like you who was nice. It's like, what the hell is stopping then you? Why are you selling me down the river? <laughs> like, I just don't understand. And yeah, so she's sitting there and being all sweet with him. And then it looks like the bird of the bird of happiness left a little duty on your finger. It's basically. Oh God. Robin Hood reference. Oh, I know, but it just (laughs) took me off guard because I was going for a chastity belt thing where Stanley just never has the key to anybody's chastity belt. (laughs) No, but he does win the Super Bowl, you know, because he gets Cameron Diaz. So, hey, yeah, that's that's true. He's just been saving it up all these years. Hey, and when you're saving it up for a bombshell like Cameron Diaz in 1994. I'm Carl, the one with fabulous hair. (laughs) FBI did stonewall me. Please we, do. We did this in Weevil. <laughs> we got to yeah, stop. But no, yeah. I'm just looking at the amazing hair on 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 the henchman. Yeah, it's like, I'm Kyle, the one with the fabulous why? hair. But I actually noticed that in the scene where Cameron Diaz walked out of the uh, police station, which is coming up, where um, all the bad guys have incredibly bad guy looking haircuts. Oh yeah, like I'm pretty ba- sure that's why they were cast. Like the one bald guy who had, he's completely bald except for a ponytail which is just like saying i want the worst possible what is the worst possible outcome of having hair um being bald on the top but having a mullet everywhere else i think the ponytail beats it really i think the i think ponytails for all you guys out there who have ponytails come on uh you know. That too. Uh, if if Jim Carrey had a ponytail, he'd be hosed right now because they're holding him over like this um, 
where are they? They're in it's, this it's factory. The print, no, it's the, it's printing. the printing press. Yeah, it's okay. the printing press. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. And they're holding him over the printing press. If he had long hair, it would have been sucked in and he would have been smashed yeah. to death by now. So thank goodness Jim Carrey had the sense to have shorter hair back then. Yeah, but he didn't have the sense enough to realize, well, I can let myself die or I can, as a complete coward, give this incredibly powerful weapon to an obvious psychopath. Who turns into... Uh, what what would you even call this version? He's got red eyes as the he kind of looks like Skeletor from uh, yes. from Masters of the Universe. No, the he movie, does. You know, but he doesn't have the right. He's got such a deep voice, and he's now really evil. Yeah. And instead of you ninny, like it, it's just the opposite. Oh, gee, Davy, I'm all evil now. <laughs> but yeah, he's got this uh, old, old really sinister version of the mask going on. So Dorian has the ultimate weapon that's going to help him become the ultimate gangster, and, and all of his. Cronies are like, okay. And now we've got to have a you know nice Dorothy moment because Stanley's got to discover that everything that he ever needed was in his backyard all along. Aww. Like he's got to become him. You know, he's got to just be himself and save the day. But metal. <laughs> oh no, that's the worst hair situation right there. That guy that just passed. That's the one I'm talking about. Oh, he's bald literally he's, he's, everywhere, and it's yeah, just like a rat. The only tail. <laughs> thing he has is a ponytail. It's not even a ponytail. It's like this horrendous rat tail situation. But then, of course, you get um, Milo the dog, uh, Jim Carrey's dog, Aww. who is bad because he, he jumps and he doesn't let the frisbee go when he's supposed to. But his little bad qualities he, are what he make still him... has his testicles. He does. He does. <laughs> you see it, it in that yeah, shot. <laughs> that, that's very, they're very explicit about establishing that he is an intact male. Hey, Milo is a man. Thank you very much. He, he saves the yeah, day. Yeah. He's the hero of the movie. Big really, <laughs> not quite Van Wilder bulldog. Oh, that uh, jet is right on my back. <laughs> that is a lumbar <laughs> paradise. But. <laughs> And somehow, I love that dog. Oh, he's great. Oh, he's so sweet. Somehow, uh, this dog is able to chase down my dog. Would do this? My dog would. She's basically Rin Tin Tin. No, my, she's my, awesome. No, my dog would go. Huh? Wonder what's on TV. <laughs> <laughs> There's somebody else in the house who will feed me. Yeah, no. I mean there are other humans. Sid, if, Sid, if you're listening, buddy, I'm I'm just kidding, man. Millie, I know you'll rescue me. You're awesome. I love you. But uh, oh yeah, so they kind of. They frame Stanley Edgis. Yeah, in the, the, the silliest, like, the cop wouldn't go, well, this seems a little odd. Yeah, because he's bandaged, like, yeah. they put a bandage over his yeah. mouth and tie his hands together and dump him out in front of the police station with, like, a big bag yeah. of money. Aha, uh-huh, <laughs> I've got you. Oh, how every good police investigation comes to a close. And I guess they I, went I on Amazon. Yeah, they went on Amazon and bought a green mask. Yeah, I, I think guess. that's, yeah, they gave him a mask and, like, some money or something and... I think that's how they brought Walter White down. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, well, they, they really, I mean, really Breaking Bad ripped off most of the mask. Oh, yeah, the mask was you know? way previous to Breaking oh, Bad. Yeah, if you yeah. guys look into the history of it. You I know. mean, the dog was, uh, uh, oh, crap, what's his name? <laughs> Walt Jr.? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> damn it. The guy who's on BoJack now. Um, you know, it's, uh, I'm know. Breaking Bad. His, his student, his former student. Oh, Jesse Pinkman. Yes, thank <laughs> okay. you, Jesus. Yeah, that's basically, that's the dog. I didn't realize that um, Aaron Paul was on BoJack. Oh, yeah, now. he's awesome. Aware. Oh, he's awesome on BoJack. Yeah. No, he's fantastic with everything he does. But, oh, you have such, tour, a, heart- tour, 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 tour. You have such a heartbreaking moment there because they threw um, Stanley into a jail cell and he basically has to tell his dog, like, go on, buddy, live. Be happy. I'm yeah. going to be in here forever. And Milo just yeah, and then whimpers Cameron Diaz and hides. Comes in and, Go on, Cameron Diaz. Go on, be happy. He white fangs them both. Yeah. 
go be happy live your best life <laughs> like his mom shows up go on mom <laughs> be happy live the rest of your life his boss shows up hey, yes you're you're 45 hours late yeah, go on yeah. boss be happy go on boss tell any am to little yeller out <laughs> so uh, he's he's white fanging everybody in his existence right now but uh cameron diaz is basically She's got to stop at the jail cell and let Stanley know that she's got to blow town. And what? Oh, town, town, town. town. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> got y'all wound I, up I, in I the corner. Not, I mean, there. yeah, I didn't. It's a good movie. It's not that kind of a movie. It it hints. But yeah, so we, we get. God damn, Cameron Diaz was good looking. <laughs> I mean, she's still a good looking lady. Oh, she's still. No, no, she still is. Well, you know, and the whole story, too, was that they, at least according to the Internet, that oh, well, they, then it's got to be accurate. I think it was the uh, it was either the director. I think it was the director who said he saw her coming out of a modeling agency and said, "That's her." And if it's not her, um, I'm not going to do the movie. Which does wow. beg the question: I guess was he like parked in a van outside of the modeling agency? Was it down or, by the river? <laughs> well, no. It was like I saw you coming out of the modeling agency, and I want you to be in my movie. I was taking some snapshots with yeah. my, with my Nikon three thousand. <laughs> <laughs> it's made for spy ca- spy camera equipment. Ah, uh, Hollywood. Yes. It's magical. Well, yeah, you say all that's going on. So I'm not really sure about the credibility of Cameron Diaz being in this movie, but she does a great job. So, But w- this is a cute moment where um, Jim Carrey's got to get Milo. He's got to encourage Milo's bad habit of jumping. Yes, and so. all of a sudden, the dog doesn't want to do it, yeah. naturally. So Put some it, effort into it. Come on. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Milo. Come on, buddy. Well, and he, it is good that Officer Deus Ex Machina is the one who's guarding him. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah. He's incredibly lucky. But now, you know, Milo's being encouraged to do something bad, and he's hesitant, but he's like, come on, jump. And so he jumps up and gets into the jail cell, and then there's the challenge of the dog never being able to find Stanley's keys. Right, yeah. But then which, he does. Which was established, to their credit. They yeah. did establish the whole thing with the keys. And the jumping, like yeah. everything. And the Frisbee, because he would never let go of the Frisbee. And then by the time he gets Stanley busted out of the jail cell, he won't let go of the keys either. Right. So all that, like, howling wolf and jumping dog and all that stuff does get established in the first act pretty Cameron solidly. Diaz running from cars. <sighs> Ooh, my leg's all bendy windy. Well, I mean, she could pull some Charlie's Angel shit right here, but oh, wait, no, it's not 1999 yet, so well, she doesn't know how to do that. This is, you know, this is the thing, ladies. Don't date a guy who looks like the dude from Peaky Blinders. Yeah, you know? that's lesson learned, especially if he did porn in a I was about to say, yeah if, he, yeah, if he looks like the guy from Peaky Blinders and he was a porn star. That's a, that's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Yay, Milo made it up to the window. But yeah, oh, and my cousin and I, we loved this movie when we were kids. Justin, shout out to you, is a... Uh, when I told him we were doing this movie, because Milo, when he's going to get the keys, he grabs a slice of cheese off of the officer sandwich, and he's like, "No, not the cheese, the keys." <laughs> and that's just something Justin and I always loved when we were five and six years old when this it's, movie it's, came it's, out. That's a good bit, you know. That it is. And back know. to the Coco Bongo, where the whole movie comes to a crux. And uh, honestly enough, is uh, the nightclub Coco Bongo that the mask enters into is also the name of Jim Carrey's nightclub in Cancun, Mexico. So, oh, is it? Yeah, apparently oh, that's so. Cool. Yeah. I, I love that these guys have their own, you know, like you got the Murray brothers have their own place. Um, Johnny Depp's got the Viper Room in LA. Well, he did. I don't think he owns it I was anymore. about to say. I, it's been I, a while. I, I think, think his ex-wife owns that now. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I think he, actually, I think he sold it after River Phoenix died, but I, I could be completely wrong about that. No. So no, don't quote me on that one. 
But yeah, you got all the big wigs of the mafia world and the, the mayor. And the mayor. <laughs> and the mayor. The mayor's got well, because there's some big uh gala happening where they're raising money for the city or something like that. And Callaway, uh the lieutenant is on his way. So every but everyone is closing in on the Coco Bongo and then Dorian, like evil De Niro Dorian over here. <laughs> With yeah, his new does, mask. But he doesn't really do anything with the mask powers. Like, he's just, it just gives him the self-confidence. No, no, no. He absolutely does something because the police light him up right now. He gets packed full well, of bullets. yeah, yeah. And then he turns himself into an Acme machine gun and just spits all the bullets back at the police. So he he does do yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. You're but right. he's not nearly as creative as Stanley, who just goes nuts with his powers. You're, you're totally, it's a way more fun. Uh, with Jim Carrey as the mask, but that's kind of the point, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it becomes this game, like this whole game of, you know, who's going to wear the mask next because Dorian's got it on. And, oh, his friend, I forgot about this. Stanley's friend is there from the bank who's going to be his little accomplice. He's like, here, have a gun and back me up. And you see, because <laughs> the magic was within the whole time. Exactly. You see, all he needed was the confidence to believe in himself. Just click your heels three times. But yeah, there's this big bomb that's about to go off in nine minutes and 56 seconds. And the second Stanley gets ready to charge, somebody's got a gun on him already. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, Stanley attempting to be an action hero, you know. I, you know, it, it is. And why do you leave the dog in the car? He's going to. Oh, yeah, because they show up. Uh, and Milo like figures his way out of the back of the car, and Boone slash Kellaway is like, "Wow, smart dog." He can see that the dog's like, "Hey guys, yeah. we need to go inside," yeah. but the yeah. lieutenant just sits in the car, which is not very helpful. Is he not tied up or anything? Oh, I think. Oh yeah, you know what? I think Stanley he must be, handcuffs he has him. Handcuffs on. Him. We're yeah. kind of fast forwarding, so I think Stanley handcuffed him to the door. But now we've got a Nell tied to the train track situation because Cameron Diaz is tied to the coconut tree or whatever tree in the middle of the club. And she conveniently kicks the mask up in the air and it's spinning like a Frisbee. So guess who catches it? (laughs) (laughs) Milo the dog. (laughs) We can rebuild him. We have the technology. Didn't they make a sequel where like, I hope not. No, there was, there was a sequel called son of the mask. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, first of all, they remade. They did another movie with Jamie Kennedy, which was a mistake. Wait, really? Like, like yeah. an actual straight up sequel? Yeah, there was Jamie Kennedy was involved. Uh, oh, so now here's what's happening. Milo ran off with the mask, and one of the bad guys grabbed his little back legs, and so his face falls forward, and he dips his little dog face into the mask, and now it's just this crazy dog on crack running around the coco bongo while jim carrey is trying to which let's be honest i mean that's we were headed that way the whole time well yeah that was that had to happen it's actually interesting though because the mask in this last sequence jim carrey as the mask only shows up at the very end you know like this whole sequence is is uh, what's his name stanley yeah stanley it's really stanley you know, Stanley is actually doing the fighting. Yeah, he's, he's doing you know, the heroic stuff yeah. to prove to himself that he's not just a nobody. And God, what would my dog be like with the mask on? Oh, um, I don't even want to know. Millie would be like a Tasmanian devil on all the drugs, like methamphetamine and coke. Oh, but there's that great moment. So Stanley jumps behind the bar and you think he's being shot up. And he is. But fortunately, he put the mask on in time. He drinks a big thing of orange juice but and he's then starts Loki. spilling out yeah. of him. Yeah, he's Loki. He's Loki. I mean, this dude's fought, uh, you know, the Avengers and stuff, you know. 
Yeah, but I'm waiting for the. They need to. He didn't survive Thanos, did he? Oh, and that's I, not even Endgame. That's a that's a previous movie. So. I don't know. Oh, and the Dirty Harry impression. He whips out like forty guns in two, and he's just now. You could ask yourself one question: Do I feel lucky? Yeah, and I love that the, all the the flags come out and say, "Yeah, bang, bang zip, yeah. pal." <laughs> and then he swallows so the bomb. Diaz, Cameron Diaz is in this movie. I'm noticing. Uh, she's for the, tied to for a the first time. I'm noticing. <laughs> she's in another tight dress. I, I, it's remarkable. Oh I, how did I not notice that she was in this movie uh, up to this point? Oh my god, that's an oh. So he, there's the bomb is about to go off, and Jim Carrey luckily gets to it right before it uh, explodes, and he swallows it as a cartoon, so it explodes in his stomach, right. and oh, that yeah, problem's yeah. solved. But yeah, meanwhile, Cameron Diaz is tied up in a tight dress to that tree, so. Goodness knows, men all over the place hated this movie. And this is a fantastic solution to a problem. It's very Roger Rabbit. Yeah, I was about to say that. Um, this is the most, that is <laughs> the most Roger Rabbit moment in the entire movie. Yeah, because there's a little uh, pond near the tree where Cameron Diaz is tied up and Dorian runs toward them. Jim Carrey literally paints a flush handle onto the tree and flushes Dorian into the ground. And that's it. And that's the movie. Problem solved. Yeah, because from here on out, it's basically... He gets rid of the mask. Well, not technically he doesn't. That's the little twist at the end is because he gets the girl. So that's great. He and Cameron Diaz end up together. But at the very end of the movie, he flings the mask off the bridge and it actually lets him throw it away this time instead of flying back at him. But then at the very end, you see that Milo has jumped off the bridge and is swimming to shore with the mask in his mouth. But he's being chased by uh, Uh, Richard Jenny. Yeah, he's been yeah, pla- yeah, yeah. He, uh, Stanley's friend from the bank. He's and like, then, no, get that dog back. And over what you here. don't see is Jamie Kennedy standing on the on the bank. I've already yeah. been cast, guys. Yeah. It's too late. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. You're not getting that mask. I, I know I ripped off of that Ashton Kutcher show way back, oh. but oh man. <laughs> but yeah, it's and so you know we have what is the beginning of an era. You know, it's it's this is the beginning of the Jim Carrey era, which for better or for worse. Hey. But it's also the beginning of the Cameron Diaz era, and that ain't half bad. Yeah, because, I mean, that's... um, I think that's a comment my dad made where they kept making the Charlie's Angels movies, and yeah. he was like... He's like, at this point, I think they're just making those movies based on what they can dress Cameron Diaz in. Like, yeah, and I well, was basically, like, yeah. Yeah, it, they're not quality movies. It, but it, yeah, I think... I think at a certain point, the Charlie's Angels movies were like a bad AI. You know, it, oh my God, it's replicating itself. Well, and Jason, here's a here's a fun fact for you. I hope that you'll really appreciate this because you said that uh, Cameron Diaz was just kind of discovered and placed in this movie. So count your lucky stars because before casting Cameron Diaz as Tina Carlisle, the producers considered Anna Nicole Smith. Oh, see that? No. Yeah, that just no, yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, God rest her soul. I'm not... Speaking ill of the woman, you know, but, you know, well, she she was appropriate for that one Naked Gun movie. Oh, yeah. Because that I'd was... forgotten about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, no, in this, this needed to be the movie that launched Cameron Diaz's career. You know, I mean, if it wasn't for this movie, something about Mary never would have happened. Yeah, and it kind of launched both of them because she yeah, made. I kinda, yeah, I don't remember her exact uh, earnings for this money, but it's like you said, you sort of exaggerated into into the a millions. Bit, a bit. But uh, it seems impossible. But Jim Carrey was actually only paid four hundred and fifty grand for the role of the mask. He actually signed the contract before it was it's deemed amazing. that Ace Ventura yeah. was such a big hit. Because the movies were shot so close together. That is, it's amazing to think that in 1947, Jimmy Stewart was paid $450,000 to be in Rope. 
and Jim Carrey was paid four hundred and fifty thousand dollars in nineteen ninety seven to be in this. It is staggering to think how much more money that was back then. Oh yeah, it's like a thousand ducats back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which we are doing next weekend, listeners. So get excited. We will go be... get some variant beers, get real drunk, and come out and see the play. Oh hell yes, that makes all of Shakespeare better. Yeah, we'll be drunk. I can promise you that. I wasn't aware of that until this exact moment. But I mean, I, I will be. I, I you know, I, can't I have speak to do what my director else, says, you know. listeners. <laughs> Drunk Beatrice might be an interesting interpretation, but this, you know what you need to do is kill that Claudio. Yeah, that he's guy. an asshole. He he said <laughs> mean things to my cousin, but yes. Yeah, so that more or less wraps up the mask. One of Darth's childhood favorites. I've I've always loved this movie. I always will love this movie. But it's nothing compared to Death Race. Oh, Death Race two thousand. Next week, ladies and gentlemen, you will get a treat. Go out right now. Buy Death Race two thousand. Our good friend has no idea how deep down the rabbit hole this show goes, guys, so don't give him any warnings. Let him be surprised. That's true. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen and Smizmars, um, thank you very much. Like three people will get that, but they will get it. I for once I did not get one of your that's jokes. A, that's a, future, a Futurama joke. Um, <laughs> thank you very much for spending your daytime, your nighttime, your drive time, or whatever time it was with us as we went back and we looked at a movie that at least one of us loved. It shaped my childhood. Thank you very damn much. I know it's obvious. It's very obvious. <laughs> Getting snakes out my bag. <laughs> well, from hindsight is horrifying. This is Jason. And Darth Jader. And if you want to reach out to us, Jason might fix my email in the near future. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I'm going to write um, <laughs> Please use his email. Just send her a tweet. You can do that at the Darth underscore Jader underscore or at hindsight horror. I, I'm in both of those stations. So yeah. hit me up, listeners. And I am at North Foggy. And you All can... he does is build models. Yes, though, I do. So I'm working can, on a Spitfire you... now. Oh, Great God. pictures. The thrill of the builds. Yeah. Buzz from speed. <laughs> I, I want to find that model. Actually, I already found a website that shows how to convert an existing model of a bus into the bus from speed. But, but I'm so going to do it. But have we ever settled the debate as to whether or not Keanu looks better in a long sleeve tee or a short yeah, sleeve that, tee? That, that's one for the ages. It is. I'll have to consult my scriptures. Yes. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again very much. And uh, make sure you are right back here next week for our guest, Adam, and Death Race 2000. From Hindsight is Horrifying, thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Later.